Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And welcome to Late Night Gaiden, also known as Dog and Robot Make Podcast. Which one of us is dog and which one of us is robot? I've written down, I've, I've made a list of certain traits. Okay. And you can tell by which of these lists you, you sort of okay. relate to. So the dog uh, occasionally has anxiety problems. Finds I think eye, that's both of us. Finds eye contact intimidating. That's me. Uh, will eat a whole damn ham if placed in front of him. Yeah, that's me. Enjoys a porch. I do like a porch. Gets excited for a walk sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the robot has strange voice affectations, empathizes better with systems than with actual people with emotions, and is predisposed to making bulleted lists. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, I was very proud of that gag. <laughs> now we can start. Welcome to OSPC Late Night Gaiden. Beep boop a woo. Oof. Beep boop a woo is our new tagline. It's also uh, one of my favorite. Uh, oh, I gotta get the error right. Fifties pop songs. <laughs> Beep boop a woo. Speaking of the 50s, I was so excited to learn that the reason you can tell a good-ass diner is because they all look identical is because, like, 95% of the, like, classic diners in America were built in factories in New Jersey and just shipped out. Really? Yeah, diners were, those, like... Those big chrome facades? Yeah, like, the ones that look like, uh, kind of like an inverse dog bone shape. Like, it's yeah, long, yeah. but then it's wide in the middle and narrower on the ends. Yeah. yeah. Made in New Jersey. Where'd you hear about that? Magazine. Oh. So what, what's the deal? Tell me about them. That was the factoid. Oh, okay. But, you know, made in a factory in New Jersey. I can empathize with that. <laughs> Is there something you need to tell us, Mr. Robot? I mean, I think you got it. Okay. I don't know why people think I'm so good with machines. Made of a special metal. Clang! Ding. How you doing today, Nick? Um, I'm a little hot. But yeah. Besides that, doing okay. Been playing a bunch of games, trying to do work, failing at both. Mm-hmm. I know that feel. Yeah. But, uh... I spend a lot of time thinking about how it would be kind of cool to play Dota, maybe. Yeah. I've been sitting here looking at, um... I saw some gameplay footage of, uh... Smite the other day. Oh, yeah? And it looks like a... A Dota-ass Dota game. Except over the shoulder, did so I, I'm like, I could do I that. Did I play that one, or did I play Strife? Strife is also a MOBA that's not Dota. Yeah. But is, is the one that you saw, did that one have like... Had like a snake lady? And the ancient defended itself, which I could really get behind? Okay, I don't think that's the one I played. Yeah, that's Smite. Um, but also because I know uh, Heroes of the Storm is something we yeah, should get on. Now. We should, but, and we should get on it for, um, what you call it, cast, that other microphone thing we do. No credit continue. No credit continue. Yeah. Right. Um, that's for the free games. If yeah. we ever review a paid game like Duck Game, it's uh, some credit continue. Some credit continue? <laughs> that's the deluxe version of the podcast. Oh, okay. It's the premium that, edition. Does that have to go in a separate feed or what? No, but it does come in like a, a metal case. Okay. Yeah. One of those nice... Um, I had one of those for Duck Souls. Like, if, if you pay another 20 to our Patreon, you get a nice little statue. Dark Souls 2. Statuette. Fuck that game, though. Really? Kinda. Oh, I thought that game was just kind of like more Souls. Okay. Some, I, I know a lot of people that have uh, problems with Dark Souls 2 on, I don't know, not mechanical levels. Moral just, levels? Uh, like, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But okay, my problem with Dark Souls 2 is that all the animations are bad. Yeah? Yeah. Like, okay, you have an axe, right? How sure. do you think you want to, like, okay, you are you have an axe. You're going to press the button to attack with an axe. What do you think your guy's going to do with it? I mean, like, in the context of a Souls game or, like, in general? Because if you told me a Souls game, I'm going to think you're going to have it, like, double-handed. You're going to hold it back like a baseball bat and then swing it as close to your chest as possible. Like, if you could cut off your own <laughs> nose with the blade, that's what I would expect. 
That might be better. I don't know. Oh, no. Because what you do in Dark Souls 2 is your guy, like, drags it along the floor and then, like, hooks upwards with it. It's dumb. I like that. No, it's terrible. It's like the nightmare stance. Every time. Anyway, that... Whatever. What you been up to, Nick? Uh, I played a... Bunch of Rocket Car League, no, Rocket League, a.k.a. Car Soccer video game. I have heard hubbub about this game. I have not seen it played myself. What can you tell me about it? Well, it's got four-player split-screen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... Why didn't we play that today? Uh, Because we tried to play Trials, and it was so broken that we fell into a pit of despair and then decided to start podcasting. Okay. What? Decisions. This fall on Lifetime. So what's up with Rocket League? Um, so it's, it's got less rules than soccer. Mm -hmm. Like it is just kind of like playing in the park, kicking a ball and, but you're a a rocket car. Yeah. So you're a car, you have rocket boost, which if you're in the air, you can do like some thrust vectoring stuff and like sweep around. You can own the skies, Macross zero style. You got like full rotation control in air and you got jump and double jump, and double jumping is directional, so you can, like, flip forwards and get a little forwards boost by double jumping. Okay. Or, like, double jump backwards to kill all your momentum and stop in place in midair. And you're a car. And you're a car, and you get to play dress-up with your car. Let me tell you these points of dress-up articulation. Okay. You got your body. There's, like, 12 of those. You got, like... You, hold on. There's 12 bodies? Yes. Okay. Um... For your for your car for your battle car actually, uh, you can do your wheels, which one of them is just green chrome with a bunch of dollar signs. You can do your rocket trail. So if you want to just like have purple smoke, that's cool. If you want to have like blue ion trails, which I do, that's cool. If you want to just have green slime coming out the back or a whole bunch of cash just fly out the back of your car whenever you boost, you can have that. Can you do like I used to do in Gary's mod and just have streamers that just say error, 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 error coming out the back? You know, they should put that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's actually a few I still don't have unlocked. Uh, you have little dingly bobs for your antenna. So you can have just, like, flags. So, like, if you want a flag for a Warframe, because I guess these are the same developers or their friends or something. <laughs> but, like, you can have a Warframe logo flag. You can have a country flag, a UT uh, engine flag. Or you can have little dingle bobbers, like hearts and lightning bolts and one of the little pet robot buddies from Warframe. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and you also have hats. Can you get, like, a dead mouse head on top of your antenna? Maybe. I Actually, this would be a great game to put workshop support in, just to mm-hmm. have crazy shit like that. And then you have hats. I like the witch's hat. You also got stickers if you want, like, sweet flames on your car. Okay, the dudes that made this game, I don't think they had anything to do with uh, Warframe, but apparently they did work on UT2004. Really? Yeah. Oh. I gotta say, like, the game is definitely a, a Unreal Engine game. It looks really nice. And also Monster Madness, Grave Danger, Danger, right. and Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. So this is a sequel to that. And a game called Wizzle. Whee! That sounds alright. <laughs> oh, and uh, Noskoth, that fucking... Oh! Yeah, no, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think it's it's like a team-based shooter based on the Legacy of Kane or some shit. Oh, whoa. Alright, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, but like the game's... So there's like no offside rules or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. here's a ball, it's in the middle, everybody slams into each other to get the first touch on it, and then just fucking cartwheel through the air and like piles up everywhere. Are and the cars like destructible? If you are going at like max boost speed and you hit another car who's like stationary or slower than you, not slower than stationary... Mm-hmm. Um, you Going just, backwards is slower you, than stationary. You just blow them up, and then they respawn in a few seconds. Okay. Um, but, like, this game is weird, because, like, standard is 3-on-3. 2-on-2 is still a good size. Goes up to 4-on-4, which is nothing but car piles everywhere. And 1-on-1 is even pretty fun. And then the whole problem that I had with it was it was released on PC and PS4. 
PS4 put it for free if you were a PS Plus member. Oh. And it's cross-play between PC and PS4. Oh. So there was this huge player base on PS4. Yeah, I heard they were having server trouble. That flooded it, but also killed multiplayer for the PC version. Weird. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've just been... You can do, like, single-player stuff, but the bots are either too bad or too good. Or mm. too... Too... Um, what was the word? Like predictable is what they are like it's very you can very accurately and quickly predict what they're going to do in a given situation oh huh the only thing then is just like am i going to be better at stealing the ball away from them yeah yeah uh but i've been playing a lot of online matches and i even got like a we got like a team of four together and we all match make together so that worked oh yeah uh Shit. yeah and it's pretty fun and it's only like 10 should i pick up a copy of this game we'll play a match or two and then you can decide cause okay it's, it, it, the thing is it's really simple and it just the mechanics are all very simple, but it's entirely physics-based. It's about kicking a ball around. And it's a little bit about, like, team structure and placing and just, like, knowing where you should be. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, do you like the feeling of trying to figure out if it would be best for you right now to be mid-lane or jungling? I mean, I do play support. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll probably actually like this game. Like, a, a lot of times, it's just like, all right, we should just sort of, like, sit here, and, like, somebody needs to be by the goal, yeah. and it's like, all right, it'll probably be me, because nobody else is in a good I position mean, I, to get here. I used to play soccer as, like, a kid, and, like, a large part of that game, when you're a bunch of kids, is, like, learning not just to run after the ball, and that it might be beneficial for your team for you to be in a place where the ball isn't right now, yeah. but may be in yeah. the future. It's interesting because, like, it's actually really simple to figure that out, by the way. Mm-hmm. In a standard, like, three-on-three formation, you want, like, two strikers. It's like, if it's in your half of the field, you want two strikers forward on the outside and one guarding the goal because mm-hmm. they're trying to get the ball on that half. And if you're on that half, you want basically two guys just trying to scrape the ball across the back wall in front of the goal. So there's no, like, behind the goal area. Okay. So you just want to get get your buddies to, like, scrape it across the back wall so it is like mid in front of the goal and one guy in the center just waiting for to line it up and smash it out. So like does anyone like is anyone designated as the goalie or anything or is it just like no. drop six cars into an arena? Yes, go. exactly. Okay. It and so that's part of what I like about it. Like so all the cars are also identical. It's just uh uh cosmetic cosmetic options, yes. Uh so anyone can do anything. And it's just very natural about, like, okay, well, how does this figure out? What should I be doing now? I could be doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never just, like, you need to be doing this, and if you're not doing that, it's wrong. That's never really the case. Mm-hmm. There's no playing your class to get yelled at about. That sounds pretty good. I hear you actually managed to get Splatoon online. Yeah, because uh, I was in Albany, and that's how far oh. I had to go. So because you were off of this network. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, how but, is your experience there? Um... Apparently, I'm, like, all right at it. Mm-hmm. The The ranked mode is definitely more fun because it's not just Turf War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turf War is pretty okay, but... So, like, people were saying, like, oh, no, like, this has to be a two-screen experience because you need that map to do the super jump. I never super jumped effectively because every time I would land, it was where my teammates were. And my teammates were getting shot, so I literally like landed in enemy bullet and died yeah. as I hit the ground. So, or you're where your teammates were, which is where they're already spreading paint. So you should be somewhere else spreading paint. Yeah, like it usually pays to just like one asshole from the other team is going to sneak by and start painting your base. So you want to spawn that base to just repaint that occasionally because, like, also like games like that are either like total barrel rolls. Or total steamrolls. <laughs> no, leave that in. Those games are total pork rolls, or... Mm, I had some pork roll the other day. Oh, I might be hungry. It wasn't very good. Oh. It just tasted like bland bologna. Or they're, like, really competitive, balanced games where you get to the end and you're just like, I'm not sure who won this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a fat cat comes out and tells you. Yeah. But he looks so just, like, shocked. Whenever you lose a game of that, you feel like you've done something wrong. It's weird. <laughs> um, but, you know, and then the ranked battle mode, like... So they have something called tower control. Uh-huh. And what would you think that is? Well, I, I think I know what it is, so it's hard to say. Oh. But, like... But there's a tower, and you need to control it. Yeah. So that could be, like, oh, it's some sort of King of the Hill thing, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, there's a moving platform, and you need to, like, 
paint it and then sit your whole team on it or some shit? Is that how it works? Yeah, so it's basically, um, you know, like, push the cart mode in TF2? Yeah. It's like that, but whoever is, like, more on, whoever is sitting on top of the cart riding it at the time is the one pushing it. And just trying to, like, push it into the opponent's base. Oh, okay. That's a really fun mode, actually. Like, I had the most fun with that. And because most of the games of that end were, like, complete push, Mm -hmm. you get the most points by winning matches of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So once you get to level 10 and that unlocks, that kind of becomes a way that you need to get points to to level up to get access to more items. To become more fresh. Yeah. Gotta get fresh. Taco Bell. Do you use any of the the new weapons? I hear they keep coming out with new weapons. Um, Luna Blaster. I... I wasn't leveled up enough for that. Oh. So that's the thing. Some of the... A lot of the things you unlock are, like, variants on old weapons that have, like, slightly different stats. Yeah, and, like, different sub-weapons and shit, right? So it's the sub-weapon loadout that can actually make a big difference. Because they do very different things, and they're very different styles of zone control, and... I I didn't realize that that stuff was, like, tied to the... Like, you're not picking them piecemeal. It's like you pick your primary weapon, and, like, a fucking whole class setup comes with that. Yes. So that thing, it does kind of become, like, a class setup, and some are just better than others. So, like, I have one where it's like, okay, you know, here's a gun that's, like, good at two different ranges. Even the guns themselves are kind of, like, class-related, because it's basically... It's like, mid-range, close-range, long-range, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, people were complaining about voice chat. But really, the idea of just, like, squatting up is what I think that game needs more. Because, like, once you just say, like, okay, we need, like, two gunners and two rollers on this team. Mm Because the whole point is that you get your, uh, like, gunners to go out first. And shoot people. And take people out. Because then as soon as the people are gone, the rollers cover so much of the ground. Mm -hmm. But the number of times that you show up in a game and I'm the only one holding a gun (laughs) in nearly the whole match is just, like, terrible. And Mm -hmm. there's not really a way to, like... Like, you can play with friends, but it doesn't keep you on the same team, I don't think. And, like, every match is just shuffling everybody all the time, so there's no chance to really match your loadouts Mm -hmm. to to any sort of usefulness. So it could just jumble you and just, like, all right, this team is garbage because we weren't able to pick what we went with, so we just went with what we liked, and people like having rollers. This game, this team is one paintbrush and three sniper rifles. Not many people pick snipers, because they're kind of only good for just, like, taking somebody out, and... That's not how you win games. Yeah, like, there was one that I was using... Basically, I take the rapid-fire one with the most range, Mm -hmm. because then people are like, oh, he's not a sniper, and then I just, like, sort of take out their hidey hole and continue painting at a reasonable rate. I liked that, uh, what was it, like, the jet spray, whatever, like, the longest range splatty gun. Now there's a double jet. What? I think it was one of the new ones. What? But yeah, like, also there's a definite time zone thing going on. Because, like, at one point you're playing with, like, people who are just, like, at an okay level and just playing normally. And then, like, at about 5 o'clock, it's like, oh, okay, all of, like, the adult children who like this game are home. And it's all level 20s, mostly Americans. (laughs) And then a few hours after that, it's like... Japan wakes up. Japan wakes up and it's like, okay, now all the like like certified neats are all <laughs> all level twenty, all Japanese names. There was a match where that happened where I was the only non Japanese person and the only non level twenty person. So there's no like region separation? No, they seem to be all jumbled together. Huh. Which is really weird because like as far as online names go, a lot of like Chris and Jeff and Because I think it goes by you're like Nintendo... No, your me name. Oh, okay. Not your Nintendo ID. So okay. I guess there could be doubles in there. I mean, how does... Uh, like, aren't... Don't you see a lot of those on, on... What's it called? The fucking... Like, the picture forum that's on the Nintendo systems. What's that thing called? Uh, the Miiverse. Yeah, don't you see, like, a lot of that on the Miiverse where it's just, like, Charles? I guess you do, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess... Don't know why I made a big deal out of it then. No, I just mean it, it's oh. kind of weird though. Like, yeah, it's really weird to see like just Chris yeah. on an online forum. It's just like, oh, okay. Oh, hey, it's Bobby. Yeah, it's not like you know Shadow Sephiroth Slayer four twenty XX. Just a lack of numbers is what's unsettling. Like, if yeah. it was just like, oh, Chris six sixty eight. Oh, all right, but just Chris. Yeah. Hey, Chris. 
There was like, a... name with some random letters, like, some random shit attached to it makes sense. And also just, like, I don't know, nonsense words together make sense. But just, like, a regular human name is a really <laughs> yeah. off-putting thing to see in that context. It's, like, the opposite of watching, like, speedrunner streams. Eh? The last time, like, Games Done Quick was on, like, it's an enjoyable thing to watch. Yeah. But it's just really weird to just be like, everyone is here in a room, and you can see all of their faces, and you hear all of their voices, and they're calling each other, like, yeah, my buddy, like, DBZ Fan 70 over here, he's, like, the <laughs> best Donkey Kong speedrunner. I'm just like, I can see your face and hear your voice. It's like, shouldn't Rumpelstiltskin rules check in? Like, don't you have to use your true name at this point? <laughs> no, if they use their true names, then they get sent back to their pocket dimension. <laughs> No, I thought that was if they say it backwards. <laughs> you got to trick them into saying it. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Splatoon seems like a fun game. I wish I had one of those things. It's pretty fun. Man, I bought a new Amiibo. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, right. I still need to be surprised by that. I named him a race car. Man, I was so mad. There's a, a apparently a number of like Twitter accounts based around keeping you updated on Amiibo like, restock. Jeez. updates and they restocked some in the nintendo store which i guess is the spot in rockefeller city yeah, yeah. center that used to be the nintendo world pokemon store yeah, yeah. is now a nintendo world and they had rosalina's in stock and that's like the one that i want i can't get it anywhere for less than like 40 bucks and Jeez. i ain't paying 40 bucks goddamn figure not even posable no. computer friends listen it's been established in society. Computer friends cost about 15 bucks, unless they can make calls, in which case add like 500 I'm into people who take them and like, because the chip's in the base, right? Yeah. I'm into people who like take them and then like either take them apart and like repaint them or just like build a totally different thing on top of them. Yep. I'm into that stuff. Well, that's why the Game & Watch one is going to be weird. Because be- it's flat, right? Because it's already... It has replaceable bits, doesn't it? The whole thing is replaceable. There's just a slot in the base that you put a whole whole different uh, Game Game & Watch on. Yeah. That's weird. Does that little man have a name? Game & Watch. He can't just be named Game & Watch. That's the name of the system. I don't know, man. Duck Hunt is a playable character. Yeah, but, like, they don't call Mario, like... There's gonna be a... a... Nintendo-man... There's gonna be- <laughs> Hi, I'm Mario Nintendo Man, and this is my dick. Um, there's gonna be a what? A uh, Mario Maker amiibo, and a special edition one. What? Yeah, I'm not sure what that's going to include. Is it but- gonna be like? Is it gonna be like one of those brown brick blocks? Like, what's it gonna be? No, it's gonna be like eight bit Mario, but also they gave him depth, so it looks like a 3D dot game heroes. Ugh. It kind of looks alright. Also that, yeah. Do you know how many Marios you can have between Smash, Mario Maker, uh, Mario Party? There's a Metal Mario from Mario Party. Wait, Mario Party has its own Amiibos? Mario Party has its own Amiibos. Weird. Yeah. Um. Why do they? Why are they doing it that way? Like, I thought... Like, wouldn't it be cool if you just bought, like, Mario? And then Mario could do stuff, like, in Smash, and in Mario Party, and in Mario Kart. Wasn't that, like, part of the idea? That was never part of the idea, which is oh. the strange part. Like, the the part of the idea was just, like, you'll have this figure that'll play with your games. And, like, from the earliest I heard about it, it was very much, like, it'll, like, each figure will only work with one game or something. Jeez. Like, But, like, everyone just assumed that it wouldn't be that way, because why would it be that way? And then, like, that's one of the things that I realized. Uh, like, even on the Smash Brothers one, when they hit, like, the level cap, they don't stop learning tactics, Okay. So, it's not just, like, a stat whatever that is keeping track of in there. Like, it has fighting algorithms, like, stored on whatever chip is in that base. Hmm. So, when you get to that level, I'm like, okay, that takes a little bit of, like, space to, to store. And especially when they're, you know, there's no batteries in them. It's all, like, over Wi-Fi yeah, power. Yeah. Which still mystifies me. I need to look into how that stuff works. But like, so I don't know how much between storage space and making that work. I don't know how what the the limitations actually are. I mean, I don't. They might be. They might be getting power from them, from like from the pad or whatever. No, because yeah. you just you touch them to the base and then like you put them. You don't need to keep it there, right? Yeah, but like it it only like reads and writes to it at yeah, certain it's points. Probably just like full of CMOS or whatever. 
Yeah, but still. Like, yeah, I don't know what the limitations are on this. So. Yeah. But when you start considering, it's like, oh, okay, so for the... I don't know what it would be for Mario Party, though, because I mean, what do you like, do? You roll a die? There's, Mario Party never been about making choices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just as far as, like, storing data on there, like, that doesn't necessarily take a lot of power. Like, it probably works kind of like a car does. Yeah. Car does? A car does. Car does. It kind of works like car does. The rearview mirrors are good. The yeah. tires are evil. <laughs> tires are dicks in this world. I think this might be a good time to take a movie. take a break. Okay. Here we're from our sponsor. This week, our show is being brought to you by a moment of silence for Mr. Iwata. Like, damn. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you don't need us to say anything about Mr. Iwata. I... I posted to Twitter, I don't know if you watched it, but there was a Game Center CX. I have watched that, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Just like, when he was just like, oh yeah, here's how the fish works. It's like, oh man, you know exactly how it works. I thought he was like, yes, because I made it. I was just like, this dude. Yeah. Just like the the things he did, the impact he left, and just the kind of guy he was. That is a loss. And now, back to the show. I don't know if I can go back to the show. No, the show must go on. I honestly cried a little bit the other day. I didn't cry till I watched that video. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, that's sad. But just like, he's the guy who does this on the videos. And he did that one thing with Reggie that was hilarious because it was Fitz and North Star. And like that that interview they did together, like a lot of it was just kind of like, you know, amiable Japanese men not saying very much to each other. But then he's just like talking about how like his dad disowned him basically when yeah. he went to work in video games. You're just like, but I had abnormally strong, uh, what was it? Belief in the future. Yeah. Just like, Oh, you're just like, like straight face optimism. That's weird. Yeah. Like it, it, it's just like, maybe that's the Japanese-ness, but it's weird to find somebody who is like overflowing with optimism, but just like, you know, is able to like, not just burst with it. How did your family react to you? Like devoting your life to video games like that? It's like, well, my father didn't talk to me for a few years, yeah. but <laughs> but then I made video games, and now I'm the president. Jeez, it's like somebody thought it'd be good to to elevate me, and I said okay. <sighs> Want to go play Kirby? Yeah, almost made me play Earthbound. Yeah, but then I, never, I remember what the fights in that game looked like. Never played Earthbound. I played some of Mother Three. I never finished that either. Man. Uh-oh. So. All right. Yeah, what's up? Welcome back. And we're back. So, uh, what have you been into lately? Not much, man. I've been working. Um, Damn. I mean, I've been, I have my ongoing XCOM series. That takes up a fair bit of my time. Yep. But uh, I recently found time to revisit a game that I tried to play in the past and was kind of turned off by. But, I don't know, I've been finding it more palatable this time around, and that video game is... Mega Man Soccer. I know it. Nope. Oh. Cabela's Big Hunts. Yay! Nope. Oh. It's Massive Effect. Yes! That's, um... It's what? I'm trying to find it. Hang on. Okay. Brad Space Mirror. What? Oh, Massive Chalice? Yeah. Oh, I played a little bit of that once. It seemed all right. Um, yeah, so Mass Effect. You may have heard of it. It's a little video game put out by this, uh, this studio out of Canada. I think they're called BioWare. Um, it's almost like 10 years old now, the first Mass Effect. It's like yeah. eight years old or some shit. Um, yeah, I never played it back in its like heyday. Did you like touch it and it just didn't hook you? Because or... that first one is kind of really rough to get into on a couple of levels like the second one 
is where it's just like, okay, if the first game had been this, everyone would love this. There's there's a couple places where, like, it kind of seems like the polish isn't there. Like, uh, on the missions where you're playing as, like, you're in the fucking the Mako tank. Yep. And, like, when you die in the Mako tank, like, when you die in that game, the camera, like, spins around and everything. And when you die in the Mako tank, the turret spins around with it. <laughs> Like I never it, noticed that because no. it's just like it. It's just like spoofing an input to spin around the camera or something. It's not like yeah. an effect that's happening. It's just, huh? Um, but I, I don't know what my problem was the first time around. I think some of it might have been some hardware thing. I remember like a lot of weird texture issues. Mm. Um, also, that game looked like really murky until I went and, like, looked up some stuff, and it's like, yeah, you go into the INI, and, like, you change these numbers around, and it makes it, like, actually use the full resolution of the assets that are stored in the game, and not oh. this weird compressed shitty version. Weird. Um, so that's some stuff. Uh, but, yeah, the continuing adventures, the recontinuing adventures of Sazabi Shepard. Um, I'm not super deep into the game. I've assembled all of the dudes, which you do in, like, the first, I don't know, five hours of the game or so. Mm-hmm. Um... I just got through the Plant Man mission. Okay. Which, that was some fucking... I really wish it auto-saved between each, like, phase of that boss fight, because apparently I was, like, under-leveled for it or something. I gained, like, five or six levels over the course of that fight. Wow! Because it's like, oh, you run to a thing and you shoot the root, and then it respawns the fucking evil Asari biotic clone lady. Huh. And you have to fight her again, and then you run to the next root and you shoot the root, and it spawns a new evil Asari biotic lady. Um, I don't remember fighting that thing. The Thorian? Like, I, I remember... I'm pretty sure there's no way to talk yourself out of it, because there's no checkpoints in that mission, and I kept failing it a lot, and so I went through every possible permutation of the conversation. Huh. Which actually, as far as I can tell, like, there's a lot of different things you can say, but there's only two different ways that it responds to you. Huh. Okay. Um, like, no matter what you say, it's like, either you piss it off immediately, and it's like, the Thorian is not gonna bother talking with you right now. Or you try to bargain with it for a while, and it's like, Saren was a dickbag. We don't trust humans or anything anymore. The Thorin will not talk to you. Now die. I mean, Saren was a dickbag. Yeah. To be fair. Um, which, so, my greater issue with, it's not just with Mass Effect, but with a lot of video games, where you have, like, a character that you're supposed to be building to be your version of that character, you know? Yeah. I think I have a problem with a lot of those video games at sort of a broad level because, like, I'm not willing to accept, like, the sort of illusion of freedom. Like, I immediately Mm. look at it and see, like, well, no, I'm not really making a choice here. I'm just making a choice to see, you know, one of the three ways that you scripted this situation to play out. Yeah. Um which obviously, like, it's just, you know, it's it's fucking the limitations of video games. Like, you're not having, you know, like, in a traditional, art, like, role-playing game where you're, like, you know, dudes around a table and, you know, the person calling the shots and, you know, running the game has the ability to work with you and, you know... Take the story in a different direction. Yeah, and, like, just make things up on the fly. Like, like no, the ending cutscene is on this disc. You will yeah, get to it. like... You know, we could only, you know, we we tried to come up with as diverse, you know, ways that this could play out as we could. But, like, you know, there is a limited number of ways that this is going to play out. Um, and some of it is just, like, the disconnect between... So, the, the Mass Effect, like, talking system is there's, like, a wheel with, like, little prompts for how you respond to things, but then what your character actually says does not actually, like, match those things. So that's super terrible. Like, like the first mission, before you even, like, get anything, there's mm. one where it's just like, you need to stop talking now. And when you select that, what actually happens is you just say, say goodnight, Doc, and you fucking just uppercut him in the jaw and knock him out. Oh. And that is, I've never seen a bigger, like, text disconnect in a video game. Now, my, my fucking headcanon for that is that there's, like, an unspoken line where your person, like, says what's written first and then says whatever they say. Yeah. That's how I've kind of come to interpret them. Um, but, like, a lot of them, like... So, on in the first, like, part in Mass Effect, like, 
you're on this ship, you're going down, like you're testing out the stealth systems. It's just supposed to be like this milk run thing, but there's like a special agent from the government here to oversee it. And like you're talking to the crew and stuff and like kind of chattering about like, oh, well, what's this guy doing here? Is there something we don't know? And you're like, you're talking to some of your crew members and you see an option where it's just like, uh, I don't like, you know, I don't like this. Why do we need this? You know, why is this guy on the ship? And then, like, what your Shepard actually says is, like, I don't like having this Turian here. And I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not space racist. I just think it's kind of fishy that there's a government agent here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I remember that being a problem in the first game, and then they kind of fixed it in the second ones. Mm-hmm. Also, just the whole, like, interrupt system that isn't in the first one. Yeah, I haven't it, seen any of that. It's It's only in, like, the second and later, but it's... It always just feels really good mm-hmm. because it it feels like it could be part of the dialogue system, but it's just you're interrupting like people's actions and cutscenes, and you don't have to. Uh huh. It's like, well, I could. Yeah, that that sounds kind of interesting because like another thing is like a way that a lot of the like supposed people in that game talk is just like information kiosks. Yeah. Like. They're, like, one of the places that you are early on in the game is in, like, the embassies in, like, you know, the Galactic UN or whatever. And you can just, like, walk across the hallway, and there's these guys, the Elcor, and they're, like, these weird, like, quadrupedal, like, they talk really slowly, and, like, they state the emotional inflection of their speech rather than actually, like... Yeah, like, they're incapable of inflecting. It's, it's, they're really interesting. And, like, I go over there, it's just, like... I have no business to walk into this embassy right now where these two people are talking about this conversation that has nothing to do with me, and I can, like, walk up to them, interrupt them, and be like, tell me about your species, please. And they're just like, we are the Elcor. We come from very close-knit societies. We do not fear change, but we prefer the comfort of our homes. And it's just like... It's just weird. Especially when they have, like, the codex system in the game to answer those questions for you. Like, the first yeah. time you see one of them or, like, say hi, it's like, hi, it's like, hey, it's like, okay, later, and then you go read about them. It just feels like that's, I mean, obviously that's, that's like, put in there to benefit the player, but it makes no sense in the context of the character that you're playing. Yeah. Or the world that you're in. Well, also just, I remember that being another thing that made the first one kind of hard to get through is... Nobody action stops during conversation, mm-hmm. and like not just like in like what people are doing, but even like just straight up like camera movement is completely locked mm-hmm. during every conversation. Yeah, that, that I don't know. That doesn't bother me too much. It makes it feel really static, especially compared to the second one. Like off the bat in the second one, like you have like cinematic things. Like it, like even though you're in control of the conversation. It feels more like how you might shoot a conversation, like in in a, a movie or something like that. Just like mm-hmm. like cameras moving around, people are going around and like fiddling with things or like bringing up menus or whatever they need to be doing. Like it really feels like people like isn't it sort of that Skyrim thing of just like the world stops when you have a conversation so you can lock on. Yeah, like that is gone, and that's part of why like interrupt feels so good because like no like we're talking but like stuff is still going on around us like, yeah you don't have that feeling in the first one it's just like okay this is the part where we talk so i can drain you of your information like some sort of knowledge succubus yeah i also i like i try to avoid doing that like in any, like after any conversation pretty much like the option just comes up like investigate and it's like tell me about like the the four keywords that you said during our conversation or just tell me about yourself for some reason yep like i try to avoid just fucking going through those cuz it 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 feels like yeah you're just like it's way more gamey in a sense yeah it it's one of those things that turns it from like being in a universe with characters and people to like you know being an interactive book where you just get all the information out of it it's like, and again, with the first one, like, there were a lot more times in the first one where, like, you might hit a button or something, and it would just bring up a prompt about, like, hey, such and such happened, and now things are happening over here or something. You know, even just compared to, like, somebody coming over your radio and giving you basically the same blurb, just, like, mm-hmm. a box that literally stops the game time while you read it. It's like, it's kind of more of a UI issue, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, like, compared to the second one, it's major. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can kind of see the vestiges, like, the sort of start of that sort of interrupt system and, like, more dynamic conversation stuff, like, 
after any given mission, you have the option of whether or not to call, like, the Galactic Council to debrief them on what went down. And whenever, like, so one of them just kind of has your number and, like, wants you, like, is trying to set you up to fail. Yeah. And whenever he talks some shit, you just have the option of, like, closing the call and walking away. Yep. Which that I like. Like, and if that sort of option is, like, extended out to more places, so it seems like the conversation is actually, like, two characters interacting and not just, like, me approaching this person as if they were, like, you know a fucking hologram designed to dispense information to me, which is what they are. Like, yeah. that is what they are. Like, but also, work on the illusion a little more. I'm trying to remember if they're in the first game, or if I'm thinking of the second one, or if I'm thinking of KOTOR. But aren't there literal holograms yeah, they're, they're all, there to just tell you information? Yeah. Um, like, our, like, on the Citadel, there's, like, a nice blue Asari lady, and then I remember on, like, one of the first missions, like you over like you come up on like this Krogan dude like arguing with like a hologram not AI because it's illegal to have AIs yeah um it's just like stupid machine fucking tell me what I need <laughs> and like you come up behind like trying to sneak up on him and like the hologram is just like if you have no further questions please make room a line is forming behind you to use this terminal I'm just like fuck you machine <laughs> like that was pretty clever yeah <laughs> Krogan are really kind of the best yeah Especially because, again, I forget if it's second or third. I think it's third. But you go to their planet, and there's just one you're talking to, and he's, like, trying to usurp the throne or whatever from your buddy. Mm -hmm. And just, like, every time he talks, you basically get the option to just headbutt him to interrupt his (laughs) his speech. (laughs) And it's kind of the best. Well, that's, that's... Is that even, like, impolite to them, or is that just... No, they respect you for it if you do it. Everyone else in their culture loves you for it. Okay, cool. Uh, so, you have to remember, that's a culture where when you're, like, ten or whatever, you're just like, all right, go fight one of the giant death worms. Mm. That's it. It's like, all right, now you're back, here's your car and your gun, and welcome to the world. Jeez. So, the the Renegade Paragon system... Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that stuff, like, actually come into play yet, but, like... So, it comes into play in conversations? Yeah. Because it's just, like, if you're not... I forget if it tells you if the option is there, if you can't pick it. They they show up, but they're grayed out, and I've seen yeah. that happen once, even though I had, like, four or five ranks in Paragon and Renegade, like, conversation bonus. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is, like, is it always, like, are the options pretty much, like, always identical off the board? Like, is it just... Because, like, when that showed up, like, there was two options. They were both grayed out, and, like, one of them seemed like the Renegade one, and one of them seemed like the Paragon one. Like, does it make sense to try to, like, have points in both Charm and Intimidate, or are you always going to get, like, two options at the same time? (sighs) I don't remember how often it comes up, but I think there are a couple of cases where it's just like, hey, if you're nice enough, you can get out of it this way. Mm -hmm. But I think in a lot of situations, it's just, hey, if you are one way enough, you will have another option. Mm -hmm. And I also don't know if the two options resolve the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, usually those are the ways that you, like, get somebody to stay alive on the other end of a cutscene or something like that. Um yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, those sorts of morality systems have been in video games for a while, and they always seem, like, really ham-fisted. Yeah. Like, the first big swing that I got was, like, so there's this mission where, it's the one I've been talking about the whole time, where there's this plant monster, and it fucking it takes over the brains of all the people in the colony, because it makes them, they breed the spores, and it's also, like, a corporation cover-up. So you have to get through there. You have to, like, get through them all to get back to your ship or whatever. And somebody's like, hey, we've got these gas grenades. You could use them to incapacitate them. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And I get through. I only have to kill one because I ran out of grenades and it was sitting next to, like, the console I needed to use. And as I was, like, scurrying around looking to find more grenades, like, Rex just fucking turned them into jelly. Yep. And at the end of that, it was like, congratulations, you barely killed anyone. Here's 40 goddamn Paragon points. And I'm like... Okay, sure. So, like, was would I have gotten, like, a shitload of renegade points if I had just killed all these people? Yeah, I... Like, probably. that's the old, like, you know, would, do you want to, like, throw this 
bus full of kittens off a cliff, or do you want to build an orphanage for them? It's also just weird in, like, a design sense, because the idea of, like, we're also going to reward you if you're bad. Everything yeah. you do gets rewarded! Yeah. You can't fail! What? Yeah. Um, the only way you fail is by dying. Don't die. Especially when, like, I'm, they... That, that's simple rules. I'm okay with that, actually. Like, it seemed like they were trying to distance it from, like, you know moral absolutes where it's not like you don't have like a good meter and an evil meter it's like are you like a fucking angel cop doing everything by the book you know paragon or are you like willing to get your hands dirty to do the job renegade well then it's like no are you just willing to like murder 20 people for no reason when you have an easy alternative yes no the the trick is is that hey you're Every you, what it means when you say renegade is how open you are to the idea of solving problems by killing the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's even the harder option because like the grenades are a one shot. Like you well, just throw it at them and then they go to sleep. I never got those to work. I, like I remember that mission specifically because it was so like bad and hard and was just mechanically broken okay, when I tried so to go through it. The thing is, is that you have to you use them on like the named colonist and not like the humanoid shambling things that are apparently not actually people. They're just humanoid plants. Okay. That was a distinction that was not made clear to me the first time I played through that mission, and so I used them all immediately on, like, the first pack of 20 of them they throw at you, and then I had to go through and kill them all because you don't get any more grenades. Yeah, you don't. I... There was just some things wrong with that game just in presentation. What, What that actually makes me think of, it's... Kind of one of the, I think, more interesting parts of Dragon Age series. Mm-hmm. I saw it a lot in Inquisition. I don't know how big it is in the earlier ones, but they don't have, like, Paragon Renegade, like, good or bad. They, they it's just like individual character, like, yes. reactions, right? So it's just how much do these different people like you or hate you, mm-hmm. which is more interesting because now it's not just always, you know, pick the good option because that is bad for some characters and it also gives you the opportunity to just be like well you're gonna hate me on this topic but so when his ass is gone we're gonna go and do our own dirt and you're gonna love me again so it kind of makes it a more complex thing to sort of like max it out Mm -hmm. and it's also you know it 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 just kind of makes more sense that like Mm -hmm. No, it's like, you know, certain people around you are going to react to the things you do in different ways. It's not like you have a natural, you know, good guy aura about you. Yeah, it's like, or even just like, do it in a way where it's not like a hard swing. Like, I remember on KOTOR, it was just a single slider that would go back and well, forth. It's just like... It, it, it isn't that, like, you can have, like, I am gaining both Renegade and Paragon points independently of each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Those court those get you more ranks of like the charm and intimidate perks. Yeah, and I've just been like leveling them up equally. But at the same time, like there's some stuff that you need to like max out pretty early to get. I think mm-hmm. I I don't remember the pacing of that first game. It's like the first one where you're not immediately just like, hey, the world's gonna end at the, before the credit roll. Better do something about it. Yeah, the pacing seems like it might be weird because like you are free to just kind of wander around and do stuff and like. Once they gave you that freedom, it was kind of like, here's a th- here are like three leads. One of them's going to get you a new squad mate. These other two, you got to look into them. They're probably like the core path. But then also like, you know. Just look I, around. I looked at, you know, I looked at the uh, the computer in some guy's office and it said something weird about like this convoy out in this system. And I got like uh, a message, like I got this hailing from like a convoy that like a medical thing that was under attack. And I was like, Oh, I got to go help them. And then I went down to the planet and it was like, just this weird barren place. And hmm. then I got there and like, there was a waypoint and it's like, Oh no, there are geth here. I guess the geth got those guys. That's why they sent out a mayday call. Yep. That's the side quest. <laughs> Do you even have to fight the geth or can you just book it? I think you could probably just leave. Cool. The fucking like, Man, I like the Geth, though. You learn a lot about the Geth in the third game? Third game, yeah. It's it's weird, because, like... Just, yeah, you, go ahead. You get, like, affinities for, like, entire races of creatures instead of just individual characters. Oh. And, well, like, you do for individual characters as well, but just, like, the game does a good job of, like, showing and not telling 
like cultural histories, mm-hmm. which like that's usually something you can never get me to care about in games, especially because most of that stuff is just like, oh hey, here's this book you can find in the world. If you want to read it, you can get a lot. It's just like, no, I'm just gonna like interact with you, and you're gonna tell me why you and all of your people have had it hard, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, let's let's work on some of that shit. They do kind of like fall into a trap of like sci-fi and fantasy writing when you have like multiple alien races and stuff though where it's just like this is what these guys are unilaterally yeah just like no this is like the mercantile people and these guys are like the warrior clan people yeah it's like there's no diversity to anyone well they do that but then like half of the people you meet of those races are just like we're like black sheep to the rest of our culture so Mm -hmm. You do get, like, sort of weird takes on how people break out of that inside of those cultures. Like, but yeah, like, like it's weird, especially with Morden, who I don't think you get him in the first game. I don't know who that is. He's the dude with the head. I don't know who that is. I know aliens, but okay. But, like, he comes, he's a Salarian? Is that? They're the, the amphibian guys with the big eyes and the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The bifurcated with, head. with the head yeah yeah. Um, so he's one of them, and their whole thing is just like we're like big intelligent like race or whatever yeah and this dude they're like the scientist and spies people yes so you meet this dude and he's like definitely like well i'm a scientist guy but i am like so scientist the rest of my hate my race hates me because just like no i'm going to do all of this for science and fuck you and like he gets kicked out of like good graces because he is so much that but like imagine imagine that an alien came before you today no imagine you were at work Okay. And an alien walked up to you and said, tell me about your species. Like, what fucking four bullet points would you boil everyone down into? Oh, no, I got this. Okay. <laughs> you see, you've heard about my degree, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, it just like... Yeah, just like the completely like one-note alien race people that are like completely willing to give you like... The cliff the breakdown, like on the, there. Yeah. the the cliff's notes, like version of their like their their species history of just like, hey, what's up? I'm a Krogan. It super sucks that we have a terrible genetic disease that means we can't fuck anymore. Anyway, I want to go headbutt the sun. Yep. I uh, know. I like I like all of them because they're all like that though. But it's just like everyone, everyone comes from these completely one-note species. Yeah. It, it's, it's sort just of like, like, hey, we're the Asari. We are powerful biotics, and we are also all space lesbians. I mean, it would be interesting. It's weird because it's a way to shortcut, a way, basically a way to shortcut a character so that like they don't have to be the same entity, mm-hmm. but you know the character every time you encounter one of them. Like, like that's probably why people say the game shines when it's in your, like, you know local area detective moments because mm-hmm. you're seeing all of these races interact and you're able to be like, well, this is the guy who is like this because he's part of this race, but then you don't have to think about the fact that everyone else you meet like him is going to be like this. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, this is just this guy. If it's one character, yeah. then it makes sense. And you're just like, okay, this is how characters be, ha- be hacked. This is how the characters be. You word. Yeah. Okay. If you can stick through one, like... Two has more problems, like, one does sort of its best in that narrative sense about just, like, here's a lot about races and here's about things going on. Yeah, they, and they, they gotta, like, this. they gotta introduce you to the universe. Yes. And then when you get to two, it does a much better job of just, like, here are just, like, scenes that you're watching and playing about characters interacting. So, like, some of the world building stuff gets pushed aside and you feel that sort of narrative disconnect of just like well we got to save the world and we got to do this other stuff but i'm gonna go futz about with all this little stuff and you know ignore most of that for the individual scenes but those individual scenes and like characters are stronger Mm. um and you get the head but that one krogan and everybody slaps you on the back so you don't even have to be wearing a helmet to do it you can just are the humans on your ship never not boring like kaden is kaden ever not boring no, but you will probably come to miss him. Okay. Now, I know there's, like, a suicide mission in the second game, and, like, I'm pretty much already deciding a couple people, like, eh, you know what? If you had to go, I wouldn't really mind. And it's Caden. It's just Caden. 
There's like a suicide mission in the first game if you want to get rid of him quick. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's like... Oh, another question. Yo. The fucking, the bad guy. Okay, so spoilers for Mass Effect, but it comes up in like literally the first two hours of the game. So if, if, you're bad... talking, if you're talking about Saren, that's also just Mass Effect, not even the sequels. I know. Okay. Um. So... Was he supposed to have, like, another character model where he's not half robot? Because, like, the first time he shows up, like, the dude who's overseeing your mission is just like, Oh, Saren, I wasn't expecting to see you here. Why would they send out another Spectre for this? And it's like, he has robot eyes and a robot arm and, like, plugs coming out of his neck. Like, how do you not see that this guy is an evil robot? Like, super, super? Because I think he has a little bit when he first shows up. Like, he has he glowing He has a lines. prosthetic arm with, like, weird tubes coming out of it going into his head. Yeah, I don't think and he's supposed robot to look. Eyes. He doesn't look like that at first. He's definitely supposed to get more robot as the game progresses. And then, like, he shows up on hologram talking to the council and is like, "I am totally not allied with the Geth. This is a spurious hearsay rumor." And he has robot <laughs> eyes and a robot arm and tubes coming out of his head. It's definitely not supposed to look quite like that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's a problem with the PC version. I don't know. Yeah, like, Mass Effect was actually, like, the first game to make my original 360 Red Ring. Really? Yeah. Because I landed on the moon, and it was just too hot. <laughs> Did you get to the moon yet? The Like, the moon of Earth? Yes. I don't think I've been to Earth. If you get a chance, the, I, I really enjoyed the, um, there's a side quest on the human moon, Earth moon, Yeah, that... I don't know. Like, it's a cute little quest. And also, you get to go to the moon. Yeah. Like, I'm on, like, far away, distant planets talking to, like, creatures who don't even have bones. Most exciting thing was getting to go to the moon, finally. Is, the is like, the old lander still there? I believe so, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I want to go see that. It, it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'll stick with it this time. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd like to hear... What are you doing, um, like... Power mechanics-wise. I'm a vanguard. Okay, so you got you shoulder people from across the room? No, they don't oh. do that in the first game. What? Um, I, can, I can warp, and I can throw, and I can give myself, like, six shield bars. Ooh, that's useful. But uh, definitely, like, biotics-heavy? Yeah, and I can shoot a rocket out of my shotgun. I haven't gotten that power yet. That sounds pretty good, too. I gotta say, I, I, I heard that ban- that Vanguard was like the good class. I played as I think like the tech and combat guy in the first one, mm-hmm. and it was just like you can throw a shitload of grenades. That's your power. Yeah, the the first one, there's definitely like easy ways to like min max the system mechanically. I need to like, I found a lot of vendors, but I've never had enough money to actually buy anything because everything yeah. costs like thirty thousand dollars. I need to buy some better armor, because I'm still wearing the armor that I started the game with. And, like, I found more armor with bigger numbers on them, but none of them have actually had more shields than the first one I got. Right, because it does weird things where, like, armors are species-specific, aren't they? And they have, like, three different stats where there's, like, an armor hardness and an armor deflection and a shields rating and a biotic and tech protection. And they don't explain what, like, hardness and deflection mean. Yeah. I want to say this. I do remember doing some sort of, like, dupe glitch that just lets you ignore all of that. So, basically, you just get the Krogan armor for everybody. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, you you want to talk about messing with some textures. Do that and tell me what happens. I hear in the second game, like, the equipment system gets a lot better where, like, there's actual meaningful differences between, like, weapons and stuff. And it's not just, like... Well, yeah. Like, it gets more and more... Um, Kind of, like, slimmed down, but at the same time, like, yeah, more meaningful. Like, Well, I just mean, like... It gets more action-quakey. Like, in in this one, like, all the pistols fire the same. It's just that, like, this one does slightly more damage and overheats faster, and this one is a little more inaccurate. But, like, other than that, they're all identical. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. Like, there's basically just, like, hey, you found the third pistol. Now you have three pistol options, and now you're done with pistols. I, I, I think there is, like, a, um... I also think it's really weird that, like, all of your characters walk around everywhere with four guns strapped to them constantly. Yeah. Especially because I don't use two of them. Yeah. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Because I, I know that's a thing where, like... I can't zoom in with the sniper rifle. Really? Because I'm a Vanguard. Oh, that's weird. I can't... I don't have the sniper rifle tree. I only have the shotgun and the pistol tree. But you still carry a sniper rifle. But I still you. carry a sniper rifle and an assault rifle everywhere. Huh. And I can't just, I don't think I can just unequip them. Like, I'm always just going to have fucking a sniper rifle and an assault rifle sticking over my shoulders like fucking horns. Yeah, that's, I mean, I like that look, but that's weird. I, I know it's the, not a really good look for a person who's like, like Shepard's like half soldier and half like human ambassador to the galaxy. Yeah. And it's well, really weird that like. You just go everywhere fucking armed to kill so many people. Well, I think that's the whole point of the Spectres is that they're like the, the like, yeah, they're like spec ops of the universe. They're extra military fucking secret police. Like, it's weird. Yeah, no. Not even like secret police, though. They're just like, like government-sponsored freelance detectives and executioners. Yeah. They're judges. Yeah, they're judges. This is basically the future of Judge Dredd. Well, Judge Dredd is already the future of Judge Dredd. Welcome to the future. Do you know that Judge Dredd gets, like, really weird? I saw it here. Like, extra-dimensional judges from other planes that are like, I am the judge of death. All of life is a crime. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I also gotta say, I really like the art style of Mass Effect and how it is centered around a very specific curve. Yeah? Did you not notice that? No. So you know how the Mass Effect logo has, like, that curve over it? Yeah. Through it? And, like, on the title screen, it's like, look, this curve overlaps with the horizon on this planet. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And it's like, also, the assault rifle is curved like that, too. I'm like, oh, okay. And also, your ship, the Normandy, is curved like that, too. Huh. like, oh, weird. And also, your torso is curved like that, too, (laughs) if you picked female Shepard. I never noticed that. Yeah. Huh. Mass Effect's art style is a curve. That's really weird. Yeah. That's kind of cool, but that's really weird. Maybe I should pick up two again. Just play a bit more of it. Every once in a while, I'll just like restart it. And yeah. Just be like, yeah. I, I like it in... Yeah, like, two and three, the whole weapon like loadout system is like... Almost just kind of feels like it's like, well, I'm just waiting to unlock everything, and then I'll just use what I like, and it stagnates. I mean, I hear three is like actually just like a third-person shooter. Like, they put, like, a fucking multiplayer horde mode in it. Yes, they did do that. But it feels the same as 2, which the difference from 1 is that you can run out of ammo. Okay. Which, I like not running out of ammo. It made the the one, like, the biggest sniper rifle a lot more fun, because it's just like, normally you can shoot forever unless you overload it. This gun, you overload on every single shot. I don't know, like, the... But with 3, I don't know if this is in the second one, but in 3 they had this system where it's like, you can equip just, like, one gun... Mm-hmm. But the, the difference is it's just like, well, the more guns you equip, the more stamina you use just to move around, so the less, like, the less prepared and, like, doesn't, doesn't it, like the less hardy you are to use biotics, so, like, your cooldowns get longer for your biotic powers if you have more guns. And oh, then after okay. that, it's just like, do what you want now. Like, if you want just, like, a, a, a submachine gun and all your biotic powers, you can do that. Yeah, like, the, obviously, like, the first one, like, they didn't, like, it. it's not, you know, I mean, there is a lot of shooting in the first one, and it kind of seems like in a lot of places, like, they put in combat encounters just because they were like, well, there hasn't been a, a shootout in this chapter yet. Yeah. Like, I remember in, in, I'm not very deep in the game, but like in one of the early bits, like when you're on the Citadel and like, you're looking for like, information about Saren and like, you meet this uh like news reporter who's looking for stuff and she's got a lead on a thing and like you shake down a, a disgraced cop at a bar and stuff and like you're just doing kind of like this detective work and then halfway through they're like just a couple dudes like run out of an alleyway and start shooting at you and you kill them and it's just like your squad mates are just like huh they must have been Saren's assassins and nobody mentions it must anymore after that it's just like did you guys just like like, the shooting doesn't even feel really good in this game. Like, why did you feel like you had to interrupt this chapter just to say, like, oh, there isn't any action. People aren't going to keep playing this. Like, yeah, like there was definitely a feeling of that in the first one. I'm just like, we need to make this, like, a video game that people expect. But the shooting doesn't even feel good in the first game. It never feels particularly good. Like, it's it's always got that real kind of, like, kind of like a lightweight feeling. Like, yeah, it like everyone's shooting of, airsoft guns. Okay, this is going to be a really weird point of a comparison. I want to hear it so badly. 
in uh, what is it even called? The the new ish tribes game. By Ascension. The, yeah, tribes Ascension. Before they remodeled all the automatic weapons to not be hit scan, they felt like really weird and loose and shitty. And it wasn't like you had a gun. It was like you were just projecting this cone of probable damage. Yeah, they feel exactly like that. Yeah. I mean, I believe that's usually the way that guns work in every video game, but... Not in Tribes Vengeance. Huh. Oh, I, unless everything's <laughs> They're not hit-scan anymore. Yeah. Um, I like projectile weapons. Do that lead on time. I really like Steel Battalion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame Tribes isn't um, around anymore. Yeah. It's gone from this earth. Anyway, you know you can't. Those are my thoughts on Mass Effect. I guess like Mech Tech is becoming a separate thing, so you can't get that version of four for free anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, weird. But now there's Mech Warrior Online, so I guess yeah, yeah. Just you get can into just that. go play that. I hear that's like a huge cash sink, though. Oh, probably. I mean, but <laughs> it's based on a, a universe that came from a tabletop game. So, man, some people. <laughs> Some people on Twitter this week were, like, going off about Warhammer figures. Yeah. Just like, look at this. This is a Master Grade goof. It costs, like, 80 bucks. Isn't it beautiful and poseable and paintable and articulate? Anyway, this is a fucking Space Marine Truce Transport. It costs 200 English pounds. Yep. It It is a shitty little box. Yep. That you gotta paint yourself. It doesn't look good if you don't paint it. Uh... Anyway, yeah, I think that's it. Yep, we're good. Um, this has been a podcast. It has, but you knew that, you silly goose. Um, if you want to say anything to us, you just want to stick your nose in our business. You can uh, send us an email. Mm-hmm. That's podcast at olikustudios.net, O-L-E-E-T-K-U. You can get us on Twitter, at Oliku. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Oliku. You can rate and review us on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. It helps us move up in the rankings. Yes. We're uh, hoping to break Silver 3 by the end of this season. Oh, uh, I just want to be... I forget what the rankings in Splatoon are, but you got to stay fresh. You got to get fresher, ever fresher. Um, also, if you're like looking us up on iTunes to leave a review, hey, you're going to see our other two shows, or you're going to see the one feed that has all of our shows in it. So if you just want to have something to listen to every Sunday, hey, pick that up. We do stuff. Talked about the mask last week on the uh, oh shit OGP. No way. Yeah, we did. The Mask? The Mask from 1994. I should listen to that. Kai's Power Goo. Yep. Yeah. Closing this down, we'll speak to you all next time, and until then, take care of each other. 